Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Let's go in the Word together this morning. We've been in this theme of Emmanuel, God with us, comes out of Matthew chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. It says this, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. It says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, as I explained once before, uh, Emmanuel in the Hebrew is spelled E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L. And that's the one we've chosen to use on our material. In the New Testament, it's in the Greek and it's I-M-M. Anyway, just so you know, we can spell. All right. Emmanuel, God with us. And yet most of us, I'm convinced, read this verse or we hear it. And what our minds interpret and filter it as is this, God with me. Some Christians spend their whole life believing that all of God's plan is actually to be with and for me. And so we say to ourselves, salvation. Well, that's very definitely a me thing. You know, I got saved. Some people even say, you know, I have received Jesus as my personal Lord and Saviour. Like he's just mine, you know. And so it very definitely goes into the me box when it comes to resources. Lots of people go, well, you know, thank God I'm believing for his blessing over my life. I'm praying that he will help me, that I'll get that job, that I'll have that promotion. I'll be able to buy the house I want. When it comes to wholeness, so many of us spend our life aware of the areas where we lack and that very definitely God wants to make you whole. 3 John verse 2, I pray God, God says, I pray that your whole spirit, soul and body, you'll prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. When it comes to security, my, my, my sense of safety in life, well, we pray that over ourselves. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We definitely think that belongs in the me bucket. When it comes to purpose, how many people really their conversation is about my ministry, my gifts, my talents, what God has called me to do. And for some people, that's really where it stays. Very definitely though, in the me bucket, along with my gifts. We run a course here called EFM helping people to discover the gifts and talents God has given them. Nothing wrong with that. We ought to know. I hope you know what gifts are in your life because if you don't, you might be using a hammer as a screwdriver and that'll never work. You might be using a saw as a hammer and that'll definitely never work. We'd like you to know how God's gifted you. So it very definitely belongs in the me bucket as does strength. Who doesn't want to be strong In their life, definitely all of these things, every one of those seven, all belong in the bucket called me. But the reality is that almost everything that we put in the me box, our salvation, our gifts, 
my resources, my purpose, my security, my strength and my wholeness. Well, it's actually meant to visit there. It's just not meant to stay there. And that one, thank you. Almost everything that goes into that me box is meant to visit here and then pretty quickly move on from there. My salvation. Definitely, I pray God that every one of us here knows what it's like to say, I personally know Christ. Jesus is my Saviour. I know my sins are forgiven. I know that my destination is heaven. Thank God you are saved. But can I say to you that whilst it comes to the me box, almost immediately it's meant to go in the us box. Matthew 28 verse 18, listen to it. Jesus said this, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore go and make disciples. I am a disciple, but I'm not a disciple who's meant to stay in the me box. I'm a disciple that's meant to go and make disciples. My influence is not meant to stay centered around me and my life and how I get. Isn't it lovely? I have a, you know, the old song, me and Jesus got a good thing going. Well, that's really nice that you and Jesus have got a good thing going. But what about everybody else? So don't leave it in the me box. Make sure it goes out of there and goes towards helping and blessing others. What about my gifts? Thank God. Thank God everybody's got a gift. I thank God you've got a gift. I thank God that I don't have to play the keyboard. Because quite frankly, I only know one tune and we sing a lot more than one song. And I don't really think worship that goes like, oh, can you wash a sailor's suit? Oh, can you wash it clean? Uh, can you wash a sailor's suit and hang it on the green? Because that's the only tune I know. I don't even know chopsticks. Can you imagine what it'd be like if we were to somehow rather go, sorry, Jeff's gift is the only gift we have. Thank God for Paolo up there and others that get on the keys. You really don't want me playing the guitar because by the time I shift from the chord of G to the chord of C, you've already gone to verse 2. Thank God I don't have to be up there on the sound desk because quite frankly, you'd all be putting your hands over your ears and screaming with the fallback that would undoubtedly occur because I have no idea how to make that work. I don't even have any idea how to make a cup of coffee out there. When I make a cup of coffee, I say to my son when he's home, would you like a cup of coffee? He says, are you making it? I said, yes. He said, no, thanks. Apparently, I don't have the gift of barista. But I do have other gifts that I'm trying to use to the best of my ability and for God's glory. So thank God. But, you know, I can sit over here and go, thank God. Oh, I thank God for this gift and my anointing. Woo. Mm. Woo. Did you feel that? No. Well, you should have. Woo. Huh? But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7, says to each one, God gives a gift so that we can help each. So apparently, gifts don't stay in the me box. 
They're going to go on the ice box. Well, they visit there, but they don't stay there. What about my resources? Hey, shut up. I worked for this. I earned this. Do you see how hard I worked? God goes, no, you didn't. I gave resources to you. I brought blessing to your life. And I go, thank God that's there and that's mine. It's all mine in the me box. But look at what the scripture says. First Timothy chapter six, verse 17. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud, not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Ain't that the truth? Their trust should be in God who gives us richly all we need for our enjoyment. That's, that's definitely in the me box. Then he goes on verse 18. How many of you wish he'd stop at verse 17? He just, but he doesn't stop at the me bit for your enjoyment. He says, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need. Always being ready to share with others. It's almost like God goes, you know, I'm going to pour all this stuff into the me box, but don't get used to watching it there. Because it's only visiting. It's come to say hello. But God wants you to shift it from there. Well, what about my purpose? After all, it is my ministry. I'm called. I am called of God. Oh, yes. Well, that's beautiful. If you've got a great sense of ministry in your life, I pray you do. Nothing worse than a Christian who goes around going, oh, I don't know, haven't got a clue. Don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing. Don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just really flotsam and jetsam. Tide comes in, tide goes out. I pray every single one of us actually know what God's called us to do. The sense of purpose. How beautiful that is. How lovely that is. You go to an EFM. And you do a spiritual gift questionnaire. And then at the end of it, they gets evaluated. The prophetic team come and prophesy how amazingly God has gifted you and called you. They help you narrow it down to exactly the niche where you're supposed to be. And you walk out of there with the badge of that ministry. And you go, sew that on the sleeve. That's it right there. I got it. Like Boy Scouts collecting gift badges. And so we go out of there with that. And wouldn't it be nice if that was where that one stayed? But look at Ephesians 1 verse 11. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Partner, watch this. Part of the overall purpose He is working out in everything and everyone. So even my purpose and my ministry is not something that gets to stay in the me box. I've got to take it over because the truth is you'll only find divine sense of purpose when you put this in the us box. You'll never know it on your own. Stay home and polish your trophies all you like. But until you shift your ministry. Can I say this? Because we live in, in 2018 where I know lots of us feel like we get pulled and everybody wants something and all the rest of the stuff and we're all so busy. But can I encourage you? Your life will go up another notch 
when you shift out of the me box and say, there's got to be a reason I'm on the planet and it's not me. So until I get connected to us, this is always going to be only a shadow of what it's meant to be. You've got to find your purpose in the us box, not in the me box. What about my security, my sense of I'm okay? I, I, I think this is really quite funny because I travel a fair bit and my favourite place is not airports but airport bookshops. And I can't believe the number of books that are out at the moment, non-fiction of course, that basically say you don't need anybody else. You know, self-actualization, it's called. Self-realisation. That basically, if I can just get me right, well, the rest of you can go and take a flying leap. Because it doesn't matter about you. It's all about me getting my world right. And so that is the biggest lie in the world that you don't need anyone else, that you can be all that you need. Again, 1 Corinthians 12, every one of these got a scripture attached. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand. That's where someone admires another gift and goes, well, obviously I'm not that valuable because I'm not them. God goes, no, you don't get it. It's not a matter of comparison. It's not the way it works. That does not make it any less a part of the body. If the ear says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it less a part of the body? If the whole body was an eye, how would you hear? Turn to your neighbour right now and say, I need you. If the whole body were an ear, it goes on, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. Isn't that cool? So it doesn't matter what gift you got or what gift you don't think you got. Your gift may never put you on a, on behind a pulpit, but your gift always gives you a platform from which you're able to influence and help others. I thank God for the hundreds and hundreds of people in this church that do a lot of stuff, some of it you'll never know about. But they do it faithfully because they put their sense of security into the us box. They say, I know I need others in life very definitely. Goes into the us box. That's where it belongs. What about my strength? Well, you know, Jeff, so long as I'm going good, the world can do whatever it likes. And sometimes our focus can be on our strength. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 25 says that there should be no schism or separation in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. So apparently God has given me strength, not so I can stay in the, in the me box, saying, have you seen guns like this before? You know, last night God spoke to me and I had 17 visions and 35 prophecies and 18 angels came to visit. God, I'm spiritually strong. Hallelujah. Every time I pick up the Bible, if I'm even reading just the index, the Holy Spirit, whew, it's just amazing. 
my times with God. Some days I just got to look down and see if I'm actually still on the ground. Anybody ever met a Christian like that? Have, have you met them? Aren't they encouraging? You feel like slapping them, huh? In love in Jesus' name, bud. Huh? Because see, apparently according to 1 Corinthians 12, my strength is not so you can admire it. Oh, Pastor Jeff, he knows the word. Imagine being Pastor Rhonda. I'll guarantee he comes home and she just, she feels the anointing walk into the house. I bet when they say grace at their dinner table, it turns into a full-on intercessory. Stop love for it's a darkness. I'll bet Pastor Rhonda can hardly sit at the table, the glory. She must wake up every morning and go, is that an angel lying there? I bet Pastor Jeff just walks around the house all day. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Even you, Lola. Shh. Amen. Lola's favorite verse, that's our dog. Her favorite verse is that one in Genesis about 38 where it says, Isaac digged again the wells. Amen. See, apparently, God, if, if God gave you strength and God gave you a revelation, it's not so that you can look good. Mm. Ah, well, hallelujah. As I sit on top of the mount, I look down at others and go, hmm. <laughs> apparently, I'm not supposed to sit on top of mountains by myself. Amen. Apparently, I'm supposed to get something off the mountain and go down and give it to somebody else. Because according to 1 Corinthians 12, everything I've got is to go into the us box. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2. Get this. Listen to this. This is about as You can't get a simpler message than this. But the problem is so many of us have been taught so much that everything God does comes into the, into the me box. And that's where it's going to stay. And that's mine. And that's mine. My ministry. My gifts. My resources. My purpose. My calling. My salvation. And we leave it all there and God goes, hold a second here. I'll meant you to put it over there. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Do you know what that means? That means church is going to be a place full of people that aren't invincible. That means church is going to be a place where not everybody's got it all together all the time. Hello, I know that's a bit of a wake up for some of you here because some of you came in here going, at long last, I found the perfect church. Amen. Perfect pastor, perfect worship leaders, perfect choir, perfect musicians, perfect staff, perfect pastoral care. Hallelujah. Thank you for laughing. And I'm going to go out into the perfect cafe and I'm going to start getting served a perfect coffee from the perfect Hebrew team. 
Carl, I'm making sure you're awake today. Huh? Perfect coffee. And then I'm going to sit and I'm going to fellowship with another perfect Christian. Woo! Best of luck. That's not to say that people are bad. It's just to say we're all human. I remember thinking this week, I journaled this this week, you know, most people aren't bad, they're just broken. And I don't want a church that celebrates bad, but I do want a church that welcomes broken. I don't want a church that says, you know what? Are you got it all together? You have? Well, come and help us help someone else. Come on, have you got strength? Then let's go and do something. What about the last one here? My wholeness. You know, we'd like to keep that one in the, in the me box. Matthew 18, verse 20. Everyone's heard this scripture, I'm sure. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. Well, I was puzzling a couple of weeks ago going, wondering to myself, why did Jesus say two or three? Why don't you pick a really good big number? Where 1,000 or 1,001 are gathered in my name, I'm really showing up. Well, what about even a couple of hundred? Where 200 or 201 are gathered in my name, I'm really going to be there. And so I began wondering why Jesus said two or three. And then the thought dawned on me that Jesus picked the two numbers that are the smallest numbers greater than one. That apparently he left out one because according to Jesus, one is never a healthy option. You cannot obey Matthew 18, 20. Well, yes, but I'm worshipping the Lord, Pastor. I was down at the beach today just beholding the glory. I saw all of God's creation. I sat there and looked out over the waves and I saw the sun and I saw the sh- I mean, the, the dolphins and, uh, and, and I beheld the beauty of all of God's tabernacles around me on the beach. And we want to go, in the 21st century, we want to go, that's church. No, it's not. It's got to be a number greater than one. Amen. And that doesn't mean getting your mate and waking him up and say, come, we go to the beach so at least I can obey Matthew 18 verse 20. <laughs> it actually belongs in the us box. The truth is you are likely to find wholeness in the me box. The seed of it will start there. It's got to go over there. Let me tell you a couple of things quickly. Number one, the me space is never the final destination for anything God gives. It's going to come to there, but it's never meant to stay there. Number two, the fullest expression of everything God gives is always found in the us box. If you want to see the fullness of purpose, go look in the us box. We just looked at the Transform Cambodia video. Mark and Andrea today are in New South Wales, speaking out of church there, introducing them to Transform. And as gifted as they are and as strategic as they are, I know that they would say to you, as he did on the video, that without you, it wouldn't have happened. Because see, the highest expression of purpose is not over in the me box, it's in the us box. The fullest expression of strength is not actually that you are a superman or superwoman. 
It's that together as a body, we are so much stronger than we ever could be on our own. That somehow or other, our together brings something powerful to our life. Pick any single one of these. The greatest expression, the fullest expression of everything God gives is always found in the us space. Let me say this as a sidebar to that. Anything you keep in the me space, anything you put over here and leave here will ultimately become either stale and useless or more likely it will become distorted. I've seen Christians where the gift stays in the me box. It's my ministry. No one's going to tell me what to do. I'm not going to, no, I didn't lie. I left that church because they're all hypocrites. So one hypocrite left. Oh, gee, I should be nice because it's close to Christmas, shouldn't I? But it becomes distorted. And so I've watched people build whole kinds of, of weird things built around their ministry, their gifts. Why? Because they never understood anything you leave in there gets weird. You watch it. It'll get weird in a person's life. Here's the third thing you need to know about the me space and the us space is that the me space is not designed for storage. Matter of fact, Anything you leave in here, you will lose out of here. Catherine Kuhlman, arguably the greatest healing ministry that's been on the planet Earth since Jesus' day. There are books. I don't know if they're still published, but I've read lots of them. She would uh, minister once a month at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. 10,000 people would come every month. And the miracles that came out of that were amazing. Someone asked her, a reporter said, why do you think God chose you? She said, actually, I don't think I was God's first choice. I think he asked other people, I was just the first person to say yes. So I wonder, anything you put in there, and try to keep Luke 9.24. This verse has always been a, a, a strong point for my life. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will actually save it. Give away your life, God says, I'll make sure you keep it. Try to keep it yourself, you'll ultimately lose it. If you try and keep over here, Wholeness. You know, it's just about me. I can't do that because I'm emotionally fragile. I'm weak. I've got to look after this. And so we stick ourselves inside of the the me box and we go, I I can't let anybody see that I'm vulnerable. I can't let anybody see that I haven't got it all together. So I won't join a connect group because then people would get to know me. Anything you do in there, ultimately you will lose even the wholeness you got. Fear will increase. If you want to get whole, get into the us box. Well, God with us is God with us, not just God with me. But wait, there's more. Because there's yet another space where all of this that came to the me box, 
Thank God it did. But now lives in the us box. Well, guess what? There's another box that all of this is supposed to go into. Everything that you see in here, salvation came to me. I gave my life to Jesus. I made a commitment to follow Christ. He puts me into the body. My salvation is not just about me. But then he says to me, Jeff, go into all the world. Take that somewhere or other else. Let there be an overflow. When it comes to purpose, I'm meant to find my purpose as an individual Christian. I am a part of a church body, a church family. But you know what? The purpose of the church is not itself. Amen. The purpose of the church is not just that we get together. Over 50% of all the ministries of this church are not about us. They're about them. Take it out of here. Your gifts. I'm amazed how many people get that in the me box successfully get it into the us box and then think the only place that it's meant to stay is here. Most of Jesus' miracles weren't done in church. He prophesied to a woman at the well of Samaria, not in church. Not even his crew. Didn't belong, not a believer. The very first person he revealed his messiahship to was a woman who'd had seven husbands living with the guys she's not married to, a Samaritan woman. Jesus says, you're the first one. Why did he do that? I think it's because he wanted to let them know that his purpose was about them. Are you getting this? Everything you can think of, my wholeness. Your wholeness is never going to be found just coming to church. Find a way to take it out to them. Amen. Your strength, you'll get so much stronger when your life becomes about others. Not just about, well, I made it. Thank God I'm here. Whether it's resources, whether it's my sense of security. Every single part of it is meant to transition. Jesus said, Mark 16, verse 15, go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. What part of the world, Lord? I better get my passport ready. Do I need a visa? Do I need typhoid shots? What's the immunization program? What currency will I need? See, I don't think Jesus actually meant it to sound like we think it to be. Go into a foreign country. Go somewhere where the language is different. I think what he really meant was go into all your world. Go into all your world. God with us means God did all this for me so that I could celebrate with us in order to reach them. If you want the gospel, here it is again. This is the gospel. Jesus does it for me, in me, to me, for me. He then positions me in an us somewhere or other. Because without the us, all that ever will be is a pale shadow of what could be. So he puts it over in here. Then he says, Jeff, now start turning your life outwards. Start thinking about the them that's around about you and take every one of those things and start using it to be a blessing. Here's the good news. Every single one of us 
have got some of these things in the me box. You can't be saved and have an empty box. That, there's something there. I'm just asking you to take one step. If you haven't, put it into the ask box. So, you know, I don't like every Christian. Huh? Sometimes I think, God, can they be in a different part of heaven to me? Did, was that my out loud voice? Walking together in fellowship sweet. We'll walk, walk in the light, loving one another till Jesus we meet. We'll walk, walk in the light. We'll walk. We make it sound like a Disney movie. Huh? Well, the reality is us. Well, it just looks like us really, doesn't it? It's a beautiful thing. And God says, now you've got the us right. How about you start thinking about the them? And everything I've given you, I want you to transition out in your life. I want you this week, if you would, would you find some way to take one of the things you got in the me box, become a blessing to someone in the us box, and then start looking beyond that and go, God, is there someone out around me who needs this? They probably don't need your latest sermon revelation on strength. Well, I tell you what I did. I fasted and prayed, and 17 angels later, I just got through. Amen. Don't know why I do an American accent when I do that, but I just do. Sorry. Sorry, Jeremy. Maybe they just need your strength. Maybe they just need some encouragement. I know that sounds a little bit, mm. But I think there's power in that stuff, don't you? Amen. Come on, let's pray together. Bow your head with me a second. Come team. Father, we thank you today in Jesus' name. All that you've given us, all the amazing blessing that comes into our life. We thank you today for our salvation. We thank you there was a moment where we said yes to Jesus. We thank you, Lord, there was moments in our life where wholeness and strength and purpose have all begun to build in us, us as individuals. We thank you too, Lord, for the us that you put around about us because they've been a part of our journey. We're not doing it on our own. God, would you help us this week find somebody, one of the them that needs something, the us of God, so that we can become not just blessed, but become a blessing in Jesus' name. Lord, we want to show the world that it's God with us, not just God with me. Thank you for that in Jesus' name. You know, I love moments in the service where somebody, I thank God, you know, it's about 40-something years ago. We're in a little tiny church. The preacher had done it probably a hundred times and no one ever responded. Said, is there somebody here? that needs to connect with Christ, that needs to surrender their life to Jesus. I wondered about that moment because they've probably done it a hundred times and maybe 99 of them, no one ever said anything. No one ever moved, no one came forward, no one lifted their hand, no one texted yes, no one did anything. But I thank God that that day they asked again because I was there that day. 
And I remember being there and going, that's me. I need to say yes to Christ. Back in that time and space, I went forward. Someone prayed with me. There's lots of ways to do it. No method is sacred. You can put up on the screen, if you would, the yes text. Because this has been a way that's helped so many people. Simply texting yes to 0488 826 392. Grab one of these if you can't remember the number. We get these all hours of the day and night during the week where people have gone away from a service or from an encounter with another believer who took salvation out of the me box and just out of the us box and said, I think this one really belongs over here in the them box. And they did that. And when they did that, somebody said yes to Christ. And so people have gotten baptised out of simply starting by texting yes. Every morning at 7am, they get a scripture and a prayer that they can pray that helps them to be able to start relating to Jesus. And when they do that, 30 days, they opt out whenever you like. But when you do that, so many people are going, that got me started. Help me get established with Christ. I don't know how you might like to do it. You can go to the Connect Hub and talk to anyone there. You could say, I'd like to know Jesus. That'll help you. However you want to do it, there's lots of ways, but I pray you will. I pray you'll be just like I was all those years ago and just say, today's my day. So let me pray with people right now, wherever you are. And if you're watching this, listening to this via podcast, you can do it. 0488 826 392. Text yes. Tomorrow morning, that'll start coming to you. Father, I pray for people that are here. There are people here this morning, Lord, I don't know their names and I maybe haven't even met them. But they today know I don't know Jesus like that and I wish I did. So Lord, today I pray that as they say yes in their heart, meaning it from their own sense of conviction, I want to know Jesus. I thank you, Lord, you'll come into their life. You will save them. You will become their saviour. You'll place them amongst an us so that at some time or other, Lord, they can become the answer to them. Thank you for that in Jesus' name. Bless them, Lord. Help them wherever you are right now. I know I'm praying for people. I know I am. I know wherever you are, God is touching you right where you are. You're listening to this in a car. You're listening to this at a desk somewhere or other, looking at it on computer. Wherever you are right now, Christians here in this place are praying for you that you'll say yes to Jesus. They're praying that this will be the greatest turning point of your entire life. Jesus will come to you. We thank you, Lord, for that.